1: Welcome to another edition of Tag the Role. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, colleague and friend, Jake Rosen. Jake, how are you doing today, man?
0: Good. I, I th- I'm excited for this episode. Uh, it's something I've been thinking about a lot. I think it's been very prevalent in uh, this year's playoffs. Winning on the margins, it t- gets talked about a lot, are, um, I don't know if, they kind of ruined their likability towards the end, which is really unfortunate, the Grizzlies, but um, I'm still a fan uh, of the young core, but of like them getting contributions from guys like bain and melton um and then zaire it's a little different because he's a lottery guy but we're here to talk about for late first round picks and uh identifying our favorites quote unquote sleepers and guys that are going to stick around the league and help certain organizations win on the margin so i guess we can start like what do you look for and what are you looking for in this range obviously it varies team to team but i think a good place to start is when you're kind of drafting in the 20s or towards the back end of the first round, what are you looking for in a prospect? Um,
1: I think to me, a lot of it is marriage of uh, prospect fit and what the team can provide. Um, so like to me, I don't, I I consider talking about him for like the 8 millionth pod uh, of all time. But yeah, we're not going to talk about EJ Liddell today. Don't worry. <laughs> um, because I view EJ Liddell higher than a, than a 20 guy. But um, no, I think to me, like, especially with this class, like I'm more excited about this class from like 15 to 45 than anything else, because you mentioned this on our last pod, like I have no idea what's going to happen, even like back in the lottery. I'm not sure. Um, Which is what makes it so interesting this year, because I think a lot of it is going to fit in on, you know, what teams are, are valuing most and and how they're seeing things. Um, So for me, like, I think it's tough because I think there's always like this idea, like, oh, you should take somebody who's like, like the Pacers taking Cassius Stanley at the end of the second round last year. It's like high RSCI guy who was like, okay, but not awesome in college, uh, obviously struggled with some testing because his wingspan sucks. And, um, there was just a, a, like outside of shooting stationary threes. There was, there were a lot of questions about Cassius, This game was, um, but like i think a lot more of it to me is like what can you prioritize to make work for you like to me if i'm um i don't know like if i'm i'm trying to think about it. if i'm like the raptors or something right now and i have like i'm not saying like i'm not like in love with bryce McGowan's game but i'm like okay if we have like a really early second round pick and there's an opportunity that and you think like okay again i'm not saying i think this but like if the raptors look at bryce mcgallens like we think we could mold this guy into like a capable wing scorer who maybe does some secondary stuff for us and takes a couple of years to grow in Raptors 905. Cause I think that's something you would need. Um, mm-hmm. but again, like I think a lot of it's just like, what do you have the time to develop? What do you need the most out of it? Um, like to meet, like again, like a team like let's say shit. Um, I'm trying to think of teams that are at the let me pull up Tankathon really quick. But like if you're like the Philadelphia 76ers and you have the 23rd pick and I'm like Okay, we have to win next year. Like we really, this is like I think some people would disagree with this. I tell them think logically. Um, they are not <laughs> in the place to be like let's take somebody who's going to take a couple of years to to join our rotation. They're not in the place where they can wait to do that. Like that's my opinion at least. You can disagree with it, but to me, it would just be a bad allocation of potentially bringing in somebody who could have an impact on your roster now. Like I know, like to me, I'm probably higher on one of more than you are, but like to me, I'm like okay if you're around like the late twenties and you're a team who needs a rotation wing, who in theory, like the off-ball defense is the off-ball defense, but like in theory, this is somebody who can be close to a neutral player for you and play regular season minutes and hopefully become more. Um, then I'd be like, okay, take one no more. Like that's, so I don't know if you're, this is helping with my thought process at all, but that's kind of where I'm coming from.
0: No, I totally get it. And what I was, where I was going to go is that like, you're my biggest takeaway from, the past couple of years is like the NBA is not linear. Like you never know when your opportunity to compete is going to come. So I, I think for most of the teams, granted it shifts with trades and you get um teams that aren't didn't make the playoffs are thrust into the back half of the first round. But for the most part, like if you're a playoff team, especially one that won one playoff series, like it's not easy to win a playoff series. Um I, I think as you said, like you've an obligation to go get someone who you think can play and contribute and enhance your opportunity to you know, compete for a championship obviously rookies uh, it's tough maybe rookies aren't going to play like a big time role but even as a second year guy like, i've seen a ton of that um so i think i identifying guys that can one slide in and this is something i wrote about with jeremy sohan um Sohan's a little bit different because i think he goes in like the lottery range but when you're Searching in the back half, like you're most likely looking for a seventh or eighth or ninth man. So the ability to play and be scalable with any kind of player, uh, and just provide value as a spot up shooter, someone who can attack closeouts, um, being a cog in your offense, not fucking up defensively. Like, I think those are all traits that you know I'm looking for. Definitely more open to older players towards the back half of the first round. Like I think the more drafts you cover, um, you see and you actually like get realistic about, well, one, a lot of it comes down to NBA opportunity. And the later you get drafted, the less chances you get. Mm -hmm. And two, just the reality that the players in the first, like towards the end of the first round, early second, sometimes, you know, the NBA uh, doesn't prioritize players because they're older or they don't have physical tools like Desmond Bain should have never dropped to 30th. But for the most part, your prospects are worse because if they were better, they would have been drafted higher, especially when it comes to, guys who are potential creators other than one who we'll talk about later who is just all types of funky but i i think open like broadening your lenses opening yourself up to older players um, ones who can contribute immediately kind of taking a more short short-term approach especially if you're one of the more competitive nba franchises like i, I think a lot of times we see organizations that are one to two players short in a particular rotation sometimes they're guards sometimes they're centers sometimes it's just like they're just a wing short uh, or maybe even two wings short and i think that is something you can address in this range. So I'm excited to talk about guys that I think can potentially um, fit the bill.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, do you want to get us
0: started off or or who do you want to start with? Um, so out of the guys we brought to the table, like we're both comfortable talking about two guys in depth. So I can start with mine. Um, it was the guy I just mentioned without his name, Blake Wesley from Notre Dame. Probably one of the more fascinating prospects in uh in this draft because statistically wise he is not very good at anything um other than carrying a very large usage load as a freshman and have leading a team to the tournament i'm like willing to go that far so where do you stand on blake wesley he's somebody
1: i want i haven't watched in like a month like i want to go back and watch more stuff of him from um from the season he's I don't know. He's somebody who I think I've risen on a little bit just because I need to like my like he gets to the rim and I value that. Um, and he, he can make quality reads when he gets there. And I value that. Um, but I think a loss is going to be on how you project him as a finisher. Like, I think that a lot of what he struggles with now as a finisher can certainly improve. Um, but I just question how much the interior stuff is like I, I actually would say like. I believe in the shot getting better for sure. Um, you know, the more that I've thought about it and gone back and seen some stuff. Um, but I definitely like I probably would say I'm not as worried about the interior finishing. Like, I, I do think like that's something that could be more of an issue as time goes on. But like I also think like he's got size, he has a good wingspan. Like that's something that I think could improve with time, um, to at least get to like close to average, you know. Like I don't think it's ever gonna be a strength for him, but I do think like the shooting could become that good. And we Already, like, we've talked about his defense on here before, and that yeah. being a, a a definite positive for him at the two-guard spot. Um, and also, too, just like part of what makes him fascinating is like he could be somebody who plays the one alongside like an, another creator or something. Like, if you're playing alongside like, um, you know, you know what I mean, just like in, in any kind of lineup, that yeah, has somebody like a bigger creator, like playing off of like uh, a playmaking hub or something. Like, I think there's a lot there that could be. Really- I mean, I
0: think by the way, I think he can also play off of a smaller guard that who is. Uh, You more, oh, for sure. I'm just trying to like your primary point guard, like just throwing out names like a Trey Young, um, or a jaw, like someone who is a strict one is gonna guard one or guard. He would be such a Grizzlies prospect, yeah. He would be, he absolutely would be. Um, uh, yeah, I think I agree. I'm well, I'm more optimistic. I can't remember if you said this or the inverse, but I'm more optimistic on the shooting improving. Oh, yeah, like I think that can improve, yeah, like I think the shooting can improve mechanically he just needs to sort things out i don't know if it needs to be stripped down altogether but he needs to find something and stick with it um more t- like his he would just shoot the ball differently almost every single time um even in this like making them um I rem- there was a game i watched where he caught fire yet <laughs> all three of these threes that happened within seven minutes of each other uh looked different um so ironing out the mechanics and, and smoothing those out is a big deal one it's going to give him an avenue to score and two it's going to allow him to play alongside other guards because I do think that's a pitch for him is that he's big enough where you can legitimately slide him to the two while still without giving up like he's going to get in the paint uh, he's a big time creator who got two feet in the paint and bent defenses all year long what he does like how do you feel about uh the playmaking
1: uh I think it's fine like I don't think it's He's kind of in that same mold as Johnny to me. Like, I don't think that he's a bad playmaker. Um, but I also think, like, I really want to see him improve on a lot of his reps. Like, he he is not very good at handling pressure right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I think especially if he's facing a trap. Like, he's somebody who's more of like, I'm going to try and dribble out of this. Then I'm going to make the overhead or I'm going to to pass out of this. So, it's like, to me, I do think that there's, there's a limit to where I'm at with him as a playmaker. But I do think, especially off drives, he can make some really good reads.
0: Yeah. No. For sure. I I think it's all derived from the paint touches and him Yeah, like his best reads happen when he collapsed the defense, drew multiple offenders and then made a read out of that rather than like making layered skips like multiple or I can't speak right now. Multiple layered reads in against a set defense in a pick and roll or moving defenders relation like that's that's honestly the case for a lot of this class is that it's reliant on their gravity to then aid the playmaking rather than just being able to uh, Punish defenses by spraying the ball all over the floor. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that's, but I still think that's a value, right? Like you don't want to discount that because we're both saying that his slashing is very real on and off the ball, attacking closeouts and getting downhill. So if he's going to draw defenders anyways, like if this is kind of the pitch I just made for jay Ivy, which is yes, the playmaking is reliant on the gravity and the defensive attention, but it's going to translate. So, so is the passing. Um obviously attaining a high end out, higher end outcome would require him to you know see the game a little bit better but i i still think he's not helpless there
1: yeah um no i would agree with that um and like you said too like i think the defense is an important part to note because i think yeah. that there's just there's a good base for him there to already not that he's going to come and be like again not a, not a day one impact guy but somebody who i think you can at least See coaches being more willing to give him court time just because he does bring some stuff that um, I think could be viewed as more of a positive uh, off rip. So, yeah, I think he's he's definitely like he was somebody who I had like close to the end of the first round for much of the year. And I've gotten much closer to being like I could see him going like late lottery uh, early. I mean, late teens, too. So,
0: yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I'd pick him because I am very worried about the finishing. Honestly, like his vertical lift is bad when he goes yeah. to explode. He does and, have
1: good foul grip though. I,
0: I yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. No, that is true. That is true. But really poor finisher and poor finisher that was below the rim at a college level and against, and struggled against college rim protectors centers and weak side guys that problem. I feel like only gets exacerbated at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. No, so definitely. I, that, that I That is, like, my big hang-up, which is, like, I'm pitching a slasher that can't finish. Where does that – like, where does that leave you? Um, but I do think his ability to create from a standstill, put pressure on the defense, if the shot doesn't prove, being a reactionary playmaker, and then, as you said, both on and off the ball. Like, I think he can bring positive stuff on the defensive end. So he's a fascinating guy to me. I think he's kind of the opposite – of what I pitched in the beginning as what I'm looking for in this, in this range, which is someone who you can plug and play. You're not worrying about them. They know how to play with him without the ball. Um, They can play within your scheme and it's not necessarily a project. He's kind of the opposite, but he's someone like, I prefer him to someone like Bryce um, because the foundation of him as a creator is not completely theoretical. It's there, it's on film. Um, The other stuff needs to come along, but the core of his pitch is there with Bryce? I I do think he has more avenues as a wing, but in terms of a creator swing late in the first, I think Blake is that kind of guy.
1: Yeah, no, I will be right there with you. Um, I guess we can go into my first guy. Um, I'll talk about Dalen Terry. I, I think this almost feels wrong because he's risen up a lot since the combine. Um, but this is somebody who like going back and watching Arizona again. Um. I was very into Dalen Terry. Like I went from somebody like who I was excited. Like I'll, I'll never forget the first time I texted the group chat. Like, oh, Dalen Terry is pretty fun. And I got I got booed off the fucking <laughs> off the fucking app. But it was um, probably me. <laughs> it wasn't just you. There was a lot of a, a lot of down votes. Um, no, I really like him, man. Like I think he's uh, he's interesting. Just like I don't think that he's. Uh, the guy he's getting built as defensively, for being honest, like I think that he's a solid defender, not like somebody who is being pitched as like, oh, this is a lockdown defender. Blah, blah, blah. Like I, I think like he, to me, he's much better guarding down than he is guarding up. Like he's pretty wiry, obviously. I like I think he, obviously, you know, somebody could spend minutes on on threes, but ideally is going to be guarding like twos, in my opinion, twos and ones. Um, which is still very valuable, but I just, you know, important. Like I think that people are always looking for big wing defenders and they just see somebody who does something at the point of attack with their arms out and they don't get blown by a big wing defender. So, um, yeah, I think that there's stuff there. I I do want to see him clean up some of his off ball stuff too. Um, but I do think like overall there's a foundation for a pretty good defensive player there. Um, offensively is where it just gets interesting because he was like nominally Arizona's point guard. Um, but it was mostly because he can't shoot, um, which I that was one
0: yeah. skill away. Like yeah. a, the whole thing makes, if you said he was not a hard closeout, I don't need a hard closeout, any closeout. If you could guarantee, like then I see him, I could see him top 20. Like I, it, the offensive skill set is very real. Like he was such a fun passer for them. I, he was someone I was not into at all in the beginning of the year, but I do think like we can, we, you can't say you're looking for complimentary winks who can legitimately handle and legitimately run certain actions and offers plus playmaking and then see Dale Terry and just like pay him no mind. Like that he, he's legitimately. And that, I think it's because he, I mean, he's in his high school career was experimenting a lot as a ball handler. Um, and it, it just, the vision gets so much tougher because there were so many times in the Arizona games that I rewatched for, in preparation for this pod, where he'll he just won't like they're just like shoot it like literally i'm not closing out on you i'm not giving you a lane to drive i'm not gonna let you um beat us as a slasher shoot the ball and he didn't a lot of times and sometimes he did and it didn't go in so the sheer numbers aren't that bad like i just looked them up he shot 36 but it's only on two attempts per game um 74 from the line so like from sheer numbers perspective it's not terrible but the film it just looks so much worse than that to me like he's yeah. not necessarily the shot but how he gets treated as a shooter which is ultimately what matters
1: yeah no 100 and i think it's important to look at too because like to me this is like very much in that same vein as like naji marshall and why i love him um like i was very into naji marshall because i viewed him i'm like this is somebody who, yes, I do have questions about the shot, but he's so good, like with, with just having size, making quick decisions, just moving the ball. Like, And it's not a, like important to know, too, like Dalen Terry's not making like crazy reads breaking down the defense, but it's just he moves the ball and he moves himself. And I think players like that are incredibly valuable. Um, but it's important to know, too, like Najee Marshall's shot profile was probably a little bit better than his while taking a lot more getting to the line a lot more too. Like I I would say Najee's probably a little bit better of an athlete. It was definitely like more, way more physical. Like I wouldn't say Dalen isn't a physical player, but especially as a finisher, like he's much more um, Mm craft-based as a finisher, which is a cool part. Like he had like legitimate like pacing and tempo as a dribbler. Like I think he's probably a little bit of a ball handler, a little bit better of a ball handler and playmaker than Najee was, but at, at, at the same level. But like, I also just think it makes the pitch like a little bit more odd, you know, like, um, but I do think like the shot, if I, I have to look it up, if I remember correctly, he closed on like kind of a heater on a shot to close the year mm-hmm. again, not on, not on volume or anything, but, um, like he was at least taking it a little bit more and it was falling pretty well. It looked to me, we'd have to ask Milner about this, but I believe he changed his form as the year closed out. Um, still not a shot that is like even close to replicable, but, um, it's something. So, yeah. It from February onwards, he took two and a half threes per game at 46.5%.
0: Um, oh, that'll again, do it when not, you're on that low volume. A yeah. heater like that will uh yeah. completely change the profile,
1: yeah. No, without a doubt. But like he took multiple threes in every game except for okay, five. That's still, yeah. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> like there, there was something there. I do remember like going back and watching it was noticeable that I think there was some kind of change there. So it, it makes me, makes me interested for sure. Um,
0: yeah, but it's it's it. This is an interesting bet because I do think he's a little different. Whereas, like I like, it's not a ceiling floor thing. But if he generates closeouts, like I do think he could be a valuable rotation guy. Like because his skill set is not necessarily run of the mill. Like he does unique things, but on both ends of the floor, has a unique frame. It's just I, I don't. We, I think we both, like, we don't see him as a primary or someone who's you yeah, want to like start up your offense. So you, if you're not getting closeouts, that's just one, it's detrimental to you and it's detrimental to the entire offensive flow. And, and I think it was definitely tough throughout the year, watching how he got treated because it was even on the makes, like the volume isn't, isn't high enough where even if the percentage isn't terrible, where you're really gonna like sell out, it's, if he's shooting 36%, but he's only taking two, it's just those two possessions where it's going to kill you. Um, and it's not for lack of looks like he got treated like this um, and basically every game I can remember, I, I kind of treated like a non-treater. I mean, correct me if I'm being harsh, but I feel like that was a, a big individual hurdle.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like, especially as for Arizona in general, like it could really muck up spacing. Um, like they're as good as, a, as good of an offense as they were, like, I do think like there were times where it was like, uh, I don't know. Um, like, yeah. Um mm-hmm. And I think, like, again, part of what made Dalen look a little bit better as a spacer this year was how much he handled the ball, just because by virtue of being a team that ran with a ton, like, and that's what makes him interesting to me. Like, I do think part of the pitch for him is like he has to be somebody who handles the ball. Um, Like, I don't think that he, and not not that's a bad thing, but more like part of what made him work to me. And it's kind of the same thing with, like, again, different prospects, but very similar with, like, Dyson Daniels to me. Like part of what makes him value, I, he's not somebody I want running the offense per se, but like he's somebody to me who I view is can kickstart and initiate sets, especially off the break, which can, Oh, like, I mean, I it's just a random thing. Like we've talked about secondary hands. There's a ton. And I think you and I view this very similarly, like having somebody who can like kickstart your offense without having to be the primary is a good thing because sometimes it's easier to leverage what a primary option has if you're able to run them off screens or just do more like that. Um so I think like that's part of the appeal with, with Dalen for sure. Um, but yeah, um, regardless, a very fun prospect who I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with him.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's all I have on him really. Same. Like it, it it just comes down to the shot to me and not necessarily what he shoots, but how the defense reacts. I think that's a really good point that you made on our last pot. And something we've talked about throughout the cycle is the defensive reaction is ultimately what matters. Um so we can move on to our next guy if that's cool. I'm going to talk about Jake LaRavia. Have you seen any of him? Yes, I have uh, seen Jake LaRavia. He's really good, man. And and he's really good in a role. Like, this is exactly what I was talking about in the beginning. I feel like every single team could use him. Um, Just knowing how to play without the ball, very adept cutter, can space the floor to catch and shoot three-point shooter. Like, doesn't have a ton of juice off the bounce, but he can attack closeouts. He can redrive especially when the defense is scrambling late in the shot clock. If it gets swung to him, I'm confident in his ability to rip and go and can make reads out of that. Like, doesn't necessarily excel and isn't a specialist in any one particular area, but I think that's a good thing. Like, and I don't think he's a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. He's legitimately good as a shooter and is good attacking closeouts, but he's someone that I feel like you can just plug and play on both ends. Like, very smart, um, can shoot, can dribble, can pass a little bit for his size and roll and is a legit 6'8", not a ridiculous athlete, but not a terrible one either. So he's someone I don't, there's not much else to say. I think I'm going to write something on him and go a little bit deeper, but he's just really well-rounded and really good with a skill set that I feel like is tailor-made. Yeah,
1: he's again somebody who like really has to shoot it for me. Um, Yeah. Because I think- Oh, I I agree.
0: If he doesn't shoot, then the whole thing- falls apart in my opinion.
1: Yeah, and like I actually think you undersold him as a passer a little bit. Like he's he's a he's a yeah. really solid passer, for, especially for his size and his role. Like somebody I definitely want to get to see used as a roller. Like he's good just even if he's attacking as a cutter, making passes on the move. Like he's good. Um, And like you mentioned too, I think he's got good movement skills. Like I like his movement skills in general, but I think like it's more just like the explosiveness in general off the bounce. I mean, off the ground that I don't think is awesome for him right now. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with that. That's probably where I'm at with it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. So I do think something I do want to hit on with him as a cutter and why I find him to be so valuable there is that he does, you said making decisions and taking one or two dribbles. Like he had one clip in the game. I just watched where he cut behind the defense. They were covered, but he was able to take two dribbles, reposition himself, give a little shimmy shake and convert on a hook. So okay. when you're looking for these contemporary players, like little things like that, um, the ability to, win with what's given to you and he isn't just like like this is kind of where he differs from someone like Kendall Brown to me Kendall's an incredible cutter but if Kendall's not cutting and dunking then it's like I'm not so comfortable with it compared to someone like LaRavia who can cut get cut off a little bit but still make the defense pay for operating on an advantage granted it might not be a perfect runway for him to just run and dunk but he's was he cut into space took advantage of what the defense gave him and then was able to still convert like with with some skill. So the is definitely someone like I've grown very interested in and of like will probably end up with him in like the late teens, maybe 20 ish, Mm -hmm. um, which I do think it's not totally unpopular. Like I've seen that and I think a lot of people are trending the same way. But he's kind of the prototypical guy that I always latch on to later in the cycle just because it's a very projectable skill set. You know what he can do. Obviously, I'd like to see a three point volume increase. Like he only took two. So I don't want to be uh hypocritical and criticize Dalen for only taking two and then just swiping that or sweeping that under the rug. I don't think that's his entire cell. Like I think the ancillary skills are very real, especially as a passer, as you noted. But if he's if he that he isn't someone the defense respects and, and closes out to and has to run off the, like not run off the line, but Gives him an opportunity to attack in space. Like, I don't necessarily trust him attacking short closeouts or attacking off the bounce. But I do think there's ways to use him, especially as a role man. Um, and he's someone I've been very excited about. Yeah, no one for good reason. Um, do you want to hear anything else with him? Uh defense. What do you like? What do you, how do you feel about the defense? Because I do think he's very smart, and I, I think that's also another aspect of these role players, especially when you're playing a three or four and you're gonna have backline responsibilities. Being on time and in position with rotations is so important, and knowing how to execute your principles. Like, you don't have to be a stocks monster. I'm not asking you, you don't even need to protect the rim. And I do think he does have some good moments of verticality where he alters shots, but just being on time with rotations and knowing when it's your time to X out, when it's your time to cover for someone else, how to peel back to your initial responsibilities after you help. Like, these are all areas where I'm very impressed with him in, and I think are very valuable and meaningful. Uh, micro skills when it comes to the type of player that he projects to. Yeah,
1: no, I think I'm right there with you. Like I really like him as an off ball defender and what what he can do rotating low or like playing at the nail. Um, What -hmm.
0: do you think about him on the ball? I think it's fine. I I think I I don't, yeah. Like I don't think he's going to provide you a ton of versatility there. I do think if it's a big wing and a four, like I trust him. I don't think he's getting torched or blown by. And I do think he's strong enough to hang with the bigger bodies, but I, I like, if they're going to run like a 2-4 pick and roll or 1-4 pick and roll like i don't want him switching i would rather not do that i think that'd be a little bit lazy do you feel i'm assuming you feel like similar yeah for sure
1: um like he's very much somebody who is good and or solid at a lot of things but not necessarily great at anything i think is how i'd project project him defensively at the nba level
0: yeah i, I yeah i would agree i think i might be like a little higher on just the ability to execute scheme. And... Well,
1: yeah, like I think again, like I think you can do things well, and like like you mentioned, be timely. But I do think like, um, they're like I I don't know if I'd be quite as soul on him being a massive impact player, um, like somebody who can execute things well on a team level. But I think like there's definitely like barriers in being a, a slightly more positive defensive player.
0: No, it's totally fair. Um. You want to go into your guys? So these last two guys, I haven't seen any of your guy. You haven't seen any of my guys. So we're kind of going to be pitching each other on this, which is um, might not necessarily have the back and forth, but I think this would be an interesting exercise.
1: Yeah. Um, Ryan Rollins out of the University of Toledo for me is an easy one. I'm biased because I went there. <laughs> um, but I mean, this is somebody who watching him last year, I thought was um, like just the clear cut best prospect in the Mac and that was while Jason Preston was at uh, at Ohio two years ago um I actually I liked Preston too I know so he, he was he didn't have he wasn't everybody's favorite player but I I liked him <laughs> quite a bit um also I hope he gets healthy soon but yeah Rollins is is interesting like he is uh He, I mean, what's hard with him is that he's very much so somebody who I think is going to need the ball in his hands, or not necessarily need the ball in his hands, but like he's a guy who you're, you're, if you're drafting him just to be like an off-ball player, it's not happening. Like, or at least Mm -hmm. I don't view it that way. Um, it was tough because I I have to look. I want to say he measured smaller height-wise than I was expecting at the draft, um, which hurt him a little bit, but. I was correct in that he had a plus four slash plus five wingspan. I think he ended up having like the biggest height to wingspan differential at the draft, if I remember correctly. Or I mean, at the combine, I'm
0: gonna. I, I know that for a fact because the next thing I'm going to talk about had like a weird ridiculous wingspan that was bigger than that. So I, he might have been up there, but um, I think Jalen Williams had like plus eight. I think. Yeah, so Ryan measured six
1: three and a quarter with shoes on, and a six nine and three quarters wingspan, which is like it's pretty massive. Um, yeah, but he's interesting because he's really skinny right now. Um, like I wouldn't say it's a massive hindrance to him. He actually plays fairly damn well through contact, which is a big sell for me. Um, he's uh, he's actually one of the guys I like. One of the first guys I got really into after reading your piece on functional athleticism. Um, because he's very much that to me, like, he's not somebody who I would say has like elite burst, um, or is crazy strong, but he has insane flexibility. Um, so his ability to create space, um, along with his timing as a ball handler too, is awesome. Like he's somebody who I think will get talked about as a combo, but he's to me a much better passer than that. And he has a pretty good feel for the game, um, He moves pretty well off the ball, like a lot. I think the biggest thing for me is just how good his shot gets. And I'm personally not worried about it. Um, I know a lot of people will look and be like, oh, well, he only shot, you know, 30, just about 32% from deep in his two years in college. I just, if looking strictly at how difficult those shots were, um, and I believe he shot a little bit better on catch and shoots than pull-ups, not like too far off. Um, but the indicators are there. Like he has very good touch around the rim. Um, his pull-up twos are fantastic. Like very much like you and Ben and I have talked about Malachi Branham is how I feel about Ryan Rollins too, in terms of like, you know, at what his shot will look like outside the arc. Um, I do think like a lot of it's just going to come from getting stronger, which I think that is like one of the barriers with him is just that he's, uh, he's six 6'3 and a quarter and about 180 pounds. Like he he went from, just to, to, to add perspective too, I think he was 165 his freshman year, so he added a lot of muscle. Um, like yeah. he he really did bump up to this next year, so he has to add more size too for sure. Um, but he's just somebody who I view as as being like a. So, uh, it's tough because I have like a borderline lottery grade on him because so I think you almost have to because I don't know if you're necessarily drafting somebody with the 25th pick to eventually be like your number two overall shot creator or something like that so obviously there's a lot of um stuff that has to go into it with him becoming that level of player but i'm there man like i i know like he he's again like somebody who is going to be much better as an off-ball defensive player than an on-ball like i think on-ball defense can be a problem for him mm-hmm. for a while just given his size and what his, his frame is right now but i thought um he had like his defense this year wasn't great. Part of it, like I don't I didn't like how Toledo's scheme was. Like they their starting center um got well blew out his knee two years in a row. So they played essentially just five guys who were six, six and shorter the entire time. Um, and ran a bunch of zone and and everything. And um, so it's hard to like necessarily like parse through his defense. I don't think it's ever gonna be awesome, but I do think like he can be an impactful defensive player off the ball
0: for sure. Um what other questions do you have? Cause I feel like I just kind of rambled a bunch. So what do you think of the playmaking for someone who is like, cause that the way that measures is potential off ball guard, but like small off ball guard. So what's the playmaking like? I think the playmaking is better than
1: the assists indicate both this year and last year. Um, Like granted, he was a shot first guy for sure. But I also don't think it was in like the way that you think of a lot of combo guards as being shot first. Um, Like, I found him a pretty willing passer. Um, I think, like, he makes good reads. One of the things I love, like, something that I used to love about Marcus Zagorowski, um, he's awesome at, like, going out of bounds to make plays, too. Like, he uses, like, the full range of motion and and full court to, to make passes, to make plays, um, and to contort defenses, too. Like, I don't think that he's, like, an elite proactive playmaker, but I do think he shows some proactiveness as a playmaker. Um, he shows the ability to, put, to manipulate defenses again, a lot of it is pick and roll based um but i i am very much in on him as a playmaker.
0: I'm intrigued and he's definitely someone that has been on my list for way too long now and i need to get around to. So I think he's also definitely my kind of player I, the the pushback and well not pushback pushback i've received, Uh, for my pitch and praise for giant Davis, you can just get Ryan Rollins in the second round so okay well that's no (laughs) that's 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 too much for me I'm I'm being serious I've been told that so that's my uh vision of him so I guess I'm gonna have high expectations if I'm if he's a value play to Johnny Davis so I'm excited to watch him I don't really have a ton of other questions but so I'm gonna pitch my guy my last guy before we get out of here Jalen Williams of Santa Clara Definitely a big riser. I, I hesitate to even bring him up in this because I, it doesn't seem like he's a late first guy anymore. It seems like he's a consensus top 20 and I get it. Like I, I'm probably there myself. Um, older prospect and playing the WCC. I think he benefited a lot in the WCC because he is not a very good athlete. I, I don't think I don't love his burst or downhill acceleration, but he's plays with incredible pace and it really aids him as both a playmaker and a scorer. gets to his spots. i i was about to say relentlessly but then that i think that like gives the wrong connotation depiction it's like he gracefully gets to his spots um super and like never sped up um very good operating the mid-range can self-create for himself in the basket and got a lot of dunks but i I think the dunks may be a little misleading on how he is as an athlete definitely gonna need to shoot it uh, because i do think he's a complimentary handler and a connector who can run second side actions but a very legit passer um definitely more comfortable with the role didn't really see him hit the weak side skip at all but he does manipulate while he's going to the role so did demonstrate a, an advanced understanding of defensive coverages how to manipulate them how to move defenders to get where he wants um so he's definitely and all on defense someone I really like off the ball I think he's super smart obviously that plus eight wingspan is going to do Uh, it's going to cause havoc in the passing lanes. So I like him there. I I do wish he was a little bit better on ball. Like his screen navigation isn't great. Um, It's very upright, not really a fluid lateral quickness mover, but I don't think he's going to be like a defensive negative. Uh, And I do think he'll provide plus value off the ball, but while still bleeding a little bit on it. So he's someone I'm really interested by Uh, again, kind of fits the bill that we're pitching at the beginning. As long as the shot comes around, which I don't really have much, have any doubts about. He is someone. Who's like six six, and you're going to space to so either be your two or your three and shoot, catch, and shoot jumpers, attack closeouts. But more so, like the equity with him is his ability to run second side actions. Um, and maybe even start the offense every once in a while. Like he was very adept as a pick and roll operator, and I think the class lacking that uh, drastically is ultimately what helped propel him to. In getting in lottery talks, but so I'm not totally there yet because I don't really buy the creator potential again. He's older and lacks tools and is very much pace based. Like, you do see some stuff, uh, and I'm and I don't think that he gets like drives to the rim that I don't think he really gets off against um power five competition. I did wish he had a few games, maybe non con stuff to weigh, but um, he's yeah, definitely someone who is very good, like, undeniably very good at basketball and has a role and skill set that is valuable. I'm, he's somebody that I still need to watch before the draft happens because
1: I just said, yeah, you definitely
0: got to watch him. Like he's, yeah. he's damn good, honestly. And like, I do think there's a chance that a, a team talks themselves into him like right outside the ladder or maybe even in the back, like Duarte went, I mean, did Duarte, was that a lottery pick technically? Was he, he 14th? 13th. Yeah. 13th. So yeah, like Duarte was like 23 um and is good and had a good rookie year. But so I think we're seeing some NBA teams put aside age a little bit, and I I think he's worth it. Like, I I don't know if he's worth the lottery pick, but I understand it. I understand where teams are coming from, especially if you're looking for someone who you don't view as a project and can just plug and play. Like, he's your guy. Well, he's definitely somebody I want to dive into more um,
1: because he seems – Extremely interesting from everything I've heard he's like one of the I, other than some of the international guys who are more projected second rounders that I haven't really taken the time to dive into just to be completely honest. He's the only guy I really just haven't seen Um, outside of like I actually don't think I watched Santa Clara and, and Gonzaga play so I need to dive into that
0: more but can I get you some more uh some more Ryan Rollins propaganda. Yes, feed me, feed me the propaganda C- okay. cloud cloud my judgment before I have watched him yet. Okay, so. On pull-up jumpers out of out of
1: pick-and-roll, let me – I'm trying to filter these numbers really quick. He shot – he was just a – he was a ridiculous pick-and-roll playmaker this year. So he shot 56% of the rim on pick-and-rolls as a handler. Um, 62% on pull-up twos as a pick-and-roll handler. I'm, like, just about 30. Um, and I think, yeah, 41% on pull-up threes out of pick-and-roll. His um, Floater game, legit. Like, yeah, uh, he didn't take like a ton of floaters this year. I also think like in stats, numbers are wonky, as you know. Um, so yes. like the, pull- like just to project out the pull-up too, like it's not just like a, it's an interesting pull-up too. Like to me, it is a very legit pull-up too. So he shot um, on long pull-up twos, this, oh, hold on a sec, I have it set for 2022, not for all of 21-22. Um, yeah, in 21-22, he shot 48% on long twos. 48% on intermediate pull-up twos. Um, floaters in general, I'm trying to filter for as well. This is great podcasting for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I just, I really believe in the touch and his ability. He's, he's so good, man. I really, you have to tell me what you think of him as soon as you watch this game. because
0: I will. I will. I will definitely, I will definitely be watching soon. Um, that's all I have, Same. honestly, for this pod. Um, I'm happy we did this, though. I feel like we haven't talked sleepers in a, in a bit. It's been a lot about uh, the top-end guys, which is is good. I mean, that's generally going to be the headlines of the draft, but picking out guys on the margins is very fun, Um, and I think these are all relevant prospects uh, that hopefully land in advantageous places on draft night.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. Well, Jake, this is fun. Everyone listening, thank you for listening. If you somehow have forgotten since we last talked about it, we have a live draft show. At 7.30, be there or be square on June 23rd. Jake and I will be doing the entirety of the draft up there. Kevin Rice is producing for us, the great Kevin Rice. Um, So, yeah, look out for that. Most importantly, have your rest of your day, and thank you for listening. Thank you.